0: Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful, proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. Hey guys, and welcome back to today's show. I know last week was a big announcement on how the Rehab to Wellness boss and TSM were just going to focus on physical therapist assistance and Guys, wow, that was a huge step for me and closing that off to other rehab providers. So in today's show, I really want to talk a little bit more about PTA struggles. And these struggles are actually questions that I have had the privilege to be able to get over the past two years in talking to PTAs that are considering Business ownership and looking into whether they want to open a PT clinic or whether they want to step away from reactive care and open a wellness clinic. So, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm going to be taking all of these questions that have been asked of me over the last two years and answering them on the show for you today. So, let's get started. So this person, and I'm not going to do names or anything, I just put the questions down here so that really doesn't call anybody out or somebody's listening in from, you know, businesses, I don't want names to be mentioned here. So this person is burned out of acute and orthopedic care post-COVID she says i continue to love to work and help people but i'm struggling with the corporate politics and health care insurance guidelines and limitations and you're not alone here many of us ptas have gone through this burnout especially since covid where we you know we went into covid with the knowledge that hey there may be a little bit of change that's going to be happening in the PTA career field, and we feel like we don't have a place, that we don't have a solid foundation in our profession, and we don't know if, you know, our profession is going to be dissolved, is it going to be useful, is it not useful? You know, we have new students that are going into the field or even considering the field every day, and you constantly see Post on this um, about, hi, I'm a new person considering going into the PTA program. I've heard good and bad about the PTA profession. You know, is it a good time to go into the profession? And then you have all read the post on how, you know, people go, no, you can hear so many other routes that you can go because, you know, in our profession, everybody's stepping away. Guys, I don't think we should really focus our attempts on bashing our profession because our profession has given us the tools that we have right now. COVID, you know, was an unforeseen circumstance that happened. And yes, a trend sort of propelled us forward in a different direction. But I see PTA, the profession, as still being a fabulous profession, no matter where you are. It's a good place to start. You may not want to be in reactive care and that's okay. Not everybody has to be in reactive care. So if you want to step out of reactive care and do more wellness stuff, your PTA license or the fact that you graduated from an accredited school actually sets you apart because you as a PTA, if you have that foundation, then you can utilize that foundation. If you don't feel like reactive care is where your heart is, then There is another option. And that's the option that I offer through TSM. And you can actually work as a stretch mobility coach for an affiliate owner, or you can actually own your own business as a PTA. So utilizing your PTA degree and your education and experience is huge. So even though the struggles are real on the reactive care system, know that as a PTA, you are not limited. You just may be limited in the practice area that you're in right now. So the next question is, this PTA is considering stepping away from reactive care and opening their own clinic, and they don't know if they want to open a stretch mobility coach clinic, if they want to actually step away from the profession and do health coaching or maybe do a whole different profession. But their concerns were consistency with caseload. And guys, this is a great thing to start thinking about when you are looking into changing professions if you're looking into being a solo business owner. And caseload consistency is a part of business that you're going to have to learn. And, you know, as a PTA, you are taught how to, you know, work as a PTA under the supervision of a PT. So the PT sort of directs the caseload and the service is actually continued or it's discharged based on insurance guidelines. When you're in another field, whether that be a stretch mobility coach or you're actually working as a health coach, you're doing, you know, some personal training on the side, your caseload has to be enough to support you If you're going to be a solo practitioner and that consistency comes from learning client retention, learning what churn is, and those are actual business things that you need to learn about for you to be able to have consistency with caseload. When you learn about churn, and that's when that means you're getting a new client in the door and you're taking them through a successful program, and hopefully that person is not dropping off before they finish the program, because if it is, if that person is dropping off and you have a high churn rate, then the cost of your lead is greater than what you're going to be able to afford long-term as a new business the cost to acquire a new lead is far more expensive than to acquire someone who has successfully gone through your program because they will stay with you and continue to be your client and hopefully you can service them for years to come because if we're talking about you know the health and well-being of your body guys this is an area that is Really, a focus area for people right now. So, if you can really understand what it is a consumer needs and you can meet them where they are today, then you shouldn't have a problem with consistency. If you truly understand business principles with churn and client retention, the client journey, you know, what your customer needs to experience, and then how you, the business owner, actually set that up through your business. So if you do have a fear about consistency, then I'd look up, um, you know, customer churn rates. I'd look up client retention. I would look up things like that so that you can better understand, you know, that is the marketing aspect of your business. And whether it is digital marketing or external marketing, you have to know how to acquire lead, which is lead acquisition. You need to be able to get them into your doors. You need to be able to nurture that person when they reach out to you and say, hey, I have a problem. You need to be able to have a system that takes them from that first contact with you and nurture them through them arriving and paying for their first visit. And then you need to have a whole different system that's going to take that client from a new consultation to a conversion into your program, and then you need to look at how you actually look at client retention once that person is in your program. So what does it look like when you break it down, when you get a new client, what are the steps they're going to need to take to meet their personal goals? Okay, so company productivity explanation uh, ex- expectations, Um, are a real big struggle for me as a PTA right now. I am a rehab program manager. I also am expected to maintain a productivity standard of 80%, which is the same productivity standard that my staff have to maintain. My struggle with this is that I'm not getting paid anymore. However, I am gaining valuable experience. What would you say if you're not on the reactive care system, a productivity expectation is? So guys, this is a great question. So any business, whether you're a solo practitioner or you're a large business, there are expectations that you have for each of your employees, whether your employee is you being the solo practitioner, or you have, you know, five to 10 to 20 to 50 employees, each role in a company has an expectation. And a productivity expectation at 80%, although we as PTAs feel that is out of reach and it doesn't allow us to provide value for our customer, that doesn't mean that management or that business is a bad business. What you will learn as a business owner, if that's what you're looking to do, is that business owners have to track data, they have to track job performance. They have to track roles versus the people that are holding those roles. And they have goals for these roles that are set in the business plan that they have to meet to be able to meet profit margins and break even margins in a business. So I understand the upset here. Because we are all helper personalities and we all want to provide a value service, a value care for our client. But when we have productivity standards that are way up here and we have to run back and forth and it's almost impossible to meet those productivity expectations, then I would just say to you that, guys, you're in the wrong field. I've been that rehab program manager before. I've been the rehab director. And if you look at it in a way that it's gaining you valuable experience for your future and you still can maintain that productivity, that's great because you're there to learn. Okay, this is a period of time in your life that you can look at it, accept the fact that you have to have a high productivity standard in exchange for the experience you're going to get from being a rehab program manager. Now, I was a rehab manager at several different facilities, and those gave me building blocks to be the owner that I am today. So changing and shifting that mindset a little bit, I know it's hard. Those productivity standards are very unrealistic. However, these businesses to be able to profit in today's society with insurance guidelines insurance expectations and insurance reimbursement there is a very 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 narrow profitability that is there unless you raise that productivity standard and make sure that everyone that is working for your company maintains and exceeds those productivity standards and that you're billing the way that you're supposed to. So guys, that's just a business decision. So it's not personal. It is something that a business has to do to be able to pay its bills, pay its employees, hire the people for the roles that it needs to hire for so that they profit because the person that started that business has a lot to lose. So although we personally feel that it's you know, not a good expectation, there may be a PTA out there that enjoys the productivity, the challenge for that side. Maybe you're not that person. Maybe you're already looking at stepping into something that doesn't have the same productivity standards and expectations, but it's a good time to learn to be a good manager within that level of stress so that If you are thinking about stepping away, perhaps being a solo practitioner or maybe opening a different business, then the skills that you learned as a rehab program manager, even with high productivity, are really going to take you a lot further than someone who didn't have that experience. Here's another question that comes in cost that is involved in maintaining steady clients. Okay. Again, we're talking about lead acquisition cost for a business, marketing whether that's digital marketing, whether that is organic and external marketing. And this could go two different ways, guys. So I'm going to try to clarify this for all of you so that you better understand it. If you have the money to put into Facebook ads, you have the systems already in place, you typically would have to spend anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 a month for Facebook advertising. And then on top of that, there is going to be a charge if you hire someone to do your Facebook ads, unless you're going to take a course and learn how to do Facebook ads on your own. And you can totally do that Just know that we've all done that and it is not a fast learning experience. It seems easy in the beginning, but there's a lot of tracking and things you have to do. And there is a type of person who does that well. I was not that type of person. So I chose to spend money because I had the money on Facebook ads and to pay someone to do my Facebook ads for me. And I continue to do that in business. But I have the systems in place for when those leads come in that I'm able to convert those leads into paying customers and then I'm able to keep those clients so that I don't have what we call a leaky funnel, which is where you acquire that customer. They come into your business only to walk out of your business. And that is a leaky funnel. That means you're spending marketing dollars and then that customer's walking out and you're not able to convert that client to a customer. So that can cost you anywhere from 2000 to maybe $4,000 a month. If you have that, then you can expect to pay that amount of money if you're paying someone for, you know, three, six, 12 months, just until you learn and get your system efficient and you're able to truly convert these clients, you can make good money on actually maintaining a steady caseload if you understand, again, churn rate, client retention, lead acquisition cost, and how to do internal marketing within your facility. Now, for those of you who don't have a month, nor do you have the time and interest to be able to learn how to do Facebook advertising or other forms of advertising, then a great way to go about getting steady clients is first understanding your message and understanding the problem that you solve for a customer. So you need to know what your customer is looking for, what their struggles are, and then have that solution for them, which is you and when you have that and you take that message out to the public and you actually post it through your social media pages you know you can do that organically without paying money for that but it is going to take you time because you have to understand your message speak your message and show your journey show your process how you are making life better for your customer, and how your program has been successful for people. And that organic marketing, although it doesn't cost as much, it is very time-consuming. And guys, it's sort of here all the time. You know, I post something last week, I posted something this week, and it's there's really no message behind it. So just aimlessly posting on your social media really isn't going to grab the attention nor build value so that a client wants to have a relationship with you and and wants to understand what you are providing for them. So if you're that person out here who just post an article on how, you know, this modality can help you, and then on another week you post something else that is, you know, an advertisement for them to come to you. You really haven't built authority. You haven't told them what you can do to help them. You haven't outlined what their problem is. You don't know what their struggles are. You're not relating to them. You're not showing them your journey and walking them down a clear path. So that hit and miss content creation is not going to gain you A steady client. You know, the social media posts you want to be able to post, and then you want those people to convert to paying clients. That is going to be a long route. You're going to have to stay the course, and you're going to have to make sure that you're present on every social media platform. I typically say five to seven days a week, you need to be in front of people. So you need to be your faces in front of them. You are, you know, describing a problem. You're showing your journey. You're showing how you help people. You're showing success, which is a proof of concept. That is how you can get steady clients coming to you because they look at you and they go, wow, I've seen how she lays it out. I see that she has a successful program. And I want to be a part of that. They pick up the phone, they text you, they call you, they email you, you get them on your books, you get them in, and then you see them. Now, maintaining that steady client caseload is internal marketing within your facility. That is a system in which you know exactly what your customer needs from start to finish and you can meet them where they are today and educate and get them where they need to be so that they can meet their goals. Your goal is to help them not to drop off and that if they are dropping off, you need to have a system to be able to capture those people again and either reactivate them or put them on some type of membership or maintenance so that they trust in your system and can get a great benefit and they refer other people in to you. Um, this person says they're the primary breadwinner. I am nervous about moving away from traditional work. I am ready to move forward those. I am afraid of the investment. And if my local area would be appropriate or able to afford my services, I need to learn to network, to get referrals as a stretch coach. Okay. So this isn't, this is kind of a a multiple part thing here. So a primary breadwinner, when I'm seeing that, I'm seeing a person who is nervous because they have to be able to meet their bills because they are the person who puts food on the table for, if it's themselves personally or for, you know, children, a husband, whatever that may be as far as their family is concerned. So if this is you and this is your question, then the first thing I would do, I've got a new business startup checklist. I would go through that checklist and really check off those boxes. But some of the questions that you need to ask your staff, Steph, if you are looking about stepping away, you're nervous for a real reason. You don't have enough information. That fear, that nervousness is that you need to make sure that you're making the money that you need to make. And they, there are several ways of going about this. If you're looking into stepping away from traditional work and you want to work in a well-care system, but first you need to know what your expenses are personally, like how much money are you going to need to pay and cover your bills to replace your household income? And, you know, you need to add in expenses like fun stuff, because if it takes you, you know, six months to really build your business, you want to make sure you have the income to support that. So if you are a primary breadwinner and you are looking into starting your own business, I would truly make sure that you have a mentor that can walk you through things because it's easy to open a business. It is hard to understand business marketing and sales. And make sure that you have a good product and a good service and a true mentor that can lead you and help you in those times that you need help is going to be very important, especially if you're having to replace your income because it can be, it's so easy to get off course here. I would personally say that you need to make sure you have enough money to put down on the business. I know my stretch mobility coaches need to have around $20,000 to be able to start. I'd like for, if you're going to need to make money, then you're going to have to have the time to get out, promote yourself, promote your business, really start spreading the word early, as early as you can. And of course, you have to make sure you have the clinical skill and can retain a customer. And this can be a lot this can take people, you know, three, four, five years to learn. So I would say making sure you have a mentor, making sure you have a solid plan and making sure that plan is detailed enough to know that you will cover your personal expenses, your business expenses, and you have money left over to be able to have a fun fund so that you don't add stress to your family life if you have a husband and a child that you're also taking care of. If your husband, you know, works, that's great. You need to just, again, draw out everything as far as expenses are concerned to see what you're going to need to replace so that then you and your mentor can work on the work that you have to do to be able to get that income into your practice and to be able to maintain that income so that you don't, you know, fail in any way. So I hope that helps with that question. What do I need to do to start building finances so that I can start a business? This is a great question, guys. I had about $25,000 that I put into my business, and I did not have the mentorship. And if I would have had me, I wouldn't have I made the mistakes that I made, truthfully. Finances, I would say there's a couple of things that you can do. One is you can do some sort of side hustle with your business and then that side hustle money is going into a fund that is strictly for increasing a savings account so that you can build that up to around $20,000 to be able to start your business. There are plenty of side hustles that you can do out there and they don't necessarily have to be you know, a PTA side hustle. You could actually bartend, you could waitress, anything that you can be able to put money to the side. But you need to be able to really look at trying to have at least $20,000 so that you um, can get all of the things you need to start your business properly. Otherwise, you're just going to have a full-time job and a part-time job, and you're going to be working as Your new business is going to just be a job for you and not be a business for you. See what else we have. Can I become a stretch therapist without working under a PT? Do I need additional certifications to perform manual therapy, manual traction, and cupping? And this is a great question. I've gotten this actually a lot. Guys, when you're working in wellness, you do not need a PT. What you do need to make sure is that you're not announcing yourself as a PTA and you're not putting your license at a risk. So. Yes, you can work as a stretch therapist without working as a PT. Now, as far as your manual traction skills, your cupping and other things, you can totally do those things because you have been educated on them. But what you need to look at is first developing what you're going to provide to a customer. So there are plenty of stretch clinics out there and they are doing very well financially because they know their message. They know how to acquire a customer. They know how to get a customer in the door. They know how to convert that customer and they know how to keep that customer long-term because they have systems, they have processes and they've been doing this for the past 10 or 15 years and they've refined that. Just because you as a PTA know how to stretch someone, you have to be able to provide a value for a customer and you have to be able to have a system To be able to maintain a customer because just being a stretch therapist and doing that on the side again is another side gig from your full time gig that is just, you're just working two positions. And to be able to cover you and your license, a certification will allow you to perform what you learned in that certification without risking your PTA license. But if they don't teach manual traction, cupping, and those things, then you'll need a certification that can cover you for that. I don't know of any other certifications at this time that you can utilize the skills that you've learned as a PTA through your experience that we are able to give in TSM. So TSM, the stretch method, is the umbrella that allows a person to provide stretch mobility coach services, and they work as a stretch mobility coach. So this helps you as a PTA not risk your license. And I think, I hope all of you have heard that we are not just doing stretching services in our clinic. In fact, we actually work on finding the root cause of the problem and have a very, very comprehensive program that works and is results driven. So Our system is not just stretching. We do not do stretching on people, but we are stretch mobility coaches because that is our certification that allows us to work under the stretch method. And in that, we can do soft tissue stuff, we can do cupping, we can do things that we learned through our PTA experience, education, but we do not call ourselves PTAs and we are not performing physical therapy. So, If you want to become a stretch therapist and you want to look for a certification, there are stretch therapist certifications out there. Those do not allow you to do STM manual traction and cupping. Those just teach you stretching. So you will you can't call yourself a PTA. You will be that stretch therapist or flexologist or whatever that certification allows you to call yourself. And you will be able to do stretching without risking your license or the need to work under a PT. Okay, how can I improve my career and income as a PTA? What course or certification is required and how much will it cost? How can I improve my career and income as a PTA? So this can go many, many ways. I mean, you could go get a health coach certification and you know, practice as a health coach. You could practice as a yoga instructor after getting a yoga certification. There are stretching certifications. There are personal training. You can become a, gosh, what are some of the health and wellness coach? All of those things provide you a certification and each of them are going to cost different costs. I don't know the cost out there for those different certifications, This person I know I spoke to for the TSM program, and I know she's actually, I I know who you are, and I, I know you're saving your money to be able to be a stretch mobility coach. So I think that's what this is geared to here now that I'm reading this better. So course and certification information is on the website for TSM. We have a very comprehensive course that starts with a free information session if you're selected to be a stretch mobility coach and to train through TSM, then you pay and sign your terms and conditions. You start with an online training portal that's going to teach you everything TSM and basic hands-on techniques. But the purpose of that online course is sort of a prep course so that you can graduate and become certified. So that is your step one. Step two is you're going to attend a skills mastery Three day intensive at the Westchester Clinic. And this is mandatory that you go through this three day intensive training. This is going to give you the skills that you need to be able to treat a client under TSM as a stretch mobility coach apprentice. You're going to go out and treat clients, and that's sort of a side hustle for you. And you can, you know, make a little bit of income and put that money to the side. And then after you have become proficient, then you're going to come back down to Westchester and take the practical skills exam. And that there is a consult that you have to perform on a paying client, you have to do the written portion, which is writing out a prescription and a program for a client. And to let them know what successful treatment looks like. And then if you pass those two areas, you'll sit in front of the board and there's an oral portion to the exam. Once you pass that oral portion of that exam, then you are certified. You're a certified stretch mobility coach and you are now able to work for a stretch mobility coach location near you. So if you guys want to do that, the costs are on the website. You can go to thestretchmobilitycoach.com and go down to the bottom of that homepage. And there's some information on PTA and how they can be become a boss, I believe, is there. For those of you who just want to be a stretch mobility coach, then you want to Join a free information session and just let us know through TSM that you just want to become a stretch mobility coach and you want to work for a stretch mobility coach location. And we can take you to the next step with that. Here's my last one, guys. Actually, there may be a couple more. How to run this business as a PTA. Can I continue to provide strengthening exercises without having to build under a PTA? I mean, I'm under a PT. And that answer is yes. So if you're working as a stretch mobility coach and you are the business owner, the solo business owner, inside that program is strengthening, a strengthening program. And we have a TSM strengthening program that we teach and mentor on. You will not have to have a PT for that program. In fact, we have a PT that's over our program. So if you ever have a time where you're concerned or there is a red flag on some of the clients that you're seeing then you have full access to Stacy through mentoring so that you can either refer that client out or keep them on your caseload. So that's a part of the stretch method program. When I start a business, what would be my typical salary? And what's the typical day of a stretch mobility coach? So typical salary, this is all dependent on what your monthly expenses are. So if you are looking to only work as a stretch mobility coach and you don't want to become an owner, a typical salary for a stretch mobility coach starting out is around $40,000 and upwards of $80,000 right now uh, for those coaches. And that is All dependent on the skills that you learn. And we teach that through the stretch method. So if you're a PTA and you're, you know, making in that 60 to 70,000 range and you want to work in orthopedic, you totally can make between 60 and 80,000 as a proficient uh, stretch mobility coach. Typical day of a coach. Let's see, I can look at Jordan right now. So Jordan comes in usually about half hour to 15 minutes before her clients. End of the day, she's already pulled her charts. We do paper charts at our facility. Affiliates all don't have to do that. They can do computer charts. We pull our charts. We look at how many new clients we have that day and put a plan in place for what those consults look like. We do opening procedures. Our clients start at 8 a.m. They're typically half hour sessions now because we have back hours down to half hour sessions. And we just go from one session to the next. When we say half hour sessions, half hour is what we schedule in 25 minutes is what we see a client. And then we see another client. Usually we take about a 45 minute lunch, have a stand up meeting because we have more than just stretch mobility coaches at our clinic. And then you see your afternoon clients and you get ready for the next day. It's a pretty easy flow. Uh, You're only seeing one client at a time and you are providing value and results. And you're taking that client through a successful system that shows results for them and has awesome outcomes to help them gain their personal goals. It's actually a fun environment. We play around, we joke around with each other. It's a very positive environment. And we see clients that are paying for a service, a high-quality service, so they're bought into what they do. That is it, everybody. I hope that some of these questions were very helpful for you. Again, TSM is the premier well-care prevention PTA training provider in our rehab industry. It's where we train PTAs to work as stretch mobility coaches in an approved clinic, as well as train PTAs to start build, and grow a successful stretch mobility coach clinic in their area. Most PTAs turn to TSM, which is the stretch method, when they want to step away from their current position in a reactive care, and they're ready to work with clients in a wellness prevention model, providing those clients with long-term relief from pain or tightness without physical therapy. These PTAs are working in the reactive care system and are struggling with burnout, They're struggling with lack of money to start their business. Most of them want to work in a well-care system instead of the sick care system we presently work in. They're tired of productivity demands. They're tired of two patients scheduled every half hour and having to bill four units, not including modalities. They're tired that their patients are not getting the quality care that they want to be able to provide. They all feel discouraged. And several of their patients are not getting better like they should be, and they don't feel valued as a professional. Now, these PTAs are ready to step away from the healthcare system and work in a health and wellness system that will help them make a difference in the lives of their clients again. They're searching for a certification that will allow them to work outside their professional license and also provide them with the necessary training in business, marketing, and sales that will provide them with the tools needed to market and sell their new skill set and to gain and retain new clients. TSM, the stretch method, provides a certification and affiliation that allows a PTA to gain experience not currently offered through reactive care continuing education. And this is practical experience. With the addition of affiliation perks that provide a new stretch method owner with the opportunity to open a clinic and be profitable in the first month of business. The Stretch Method Certification and Affiliation Program includes a Stretch Mobility Coach online prep course, a three-day intensive mastery skills on-site program, a practicum and testing affiliation with the Stretch Method, along with support, mentorship, and community throughout the entire process. The Stretch Method is disrupting current healthcare training by offering a PTA, A proven process that will take them from clinician to stretch mobility coach to new successful business owner within the first few weeks of training. There is no other training program offered to PTAs that is as in-depth or as cost-effective as the stretch method. We have the most elite training program available today for PTAs. Stretch mobility coaches that have opened their own stretch mobility clinic tell us that they are on the business kitty ride because TSM and Kim Narker have done all the hard work and research for them. So all they have to do is put the tools into action and follow the blueprint. Our coaches are passionate about the Stretch Method brand and they don't leave us. Those that do find the cost of opening a practice outside of TSM to be too much work and often end up working as personal trainers and non-allied health professionals, lacking the ability to utilize their degree, education and skills they work so hard for. Guys, I hope that this episode has been helpful for you today. And for those of you who are ready to step outside of reactive care and you're ready to step into a well care model and you just want to work as a stretch mobility coach then i'm going to put a link at the bottom of the show notes today so that you can click on that link and schedule your free information session now those of you who are ready to step away and you have the income and you're ready to get started to be your own boss then go to my homepage www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. Read the story about how the stretch method started. Look at the PTA materials where you can download, you know, the cost of starting a stretch mobility coach business. And you can also download the revenue that I have had in my Westchester clinic from starting Stretch Mobility Coaching to now. And you'll be able to see that growth pattern. Now, guys, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate all of you for listening to the show and following. And guys, if this is a great show for you, please go ahead and give us a thumbs up and give us a rating on all of the platforms that you hear this podcast and this episode on. Thanks again for joining me, guys. And I will see you on the other side of WellCare. Mm-hmm. for joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast where you, a rehab professional, can start, build and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. If you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. Come on over.